0: God knows. Hey, God knows. You may not know, but God knows. And that's our that's our series. That's what we've been talking about. This is our third lesson in the series, God Knows, and lesson number three. I want to get right down to it. I don't want to keep you here. I certainly don't want to bore you. One of the things that I fear the most in ministry all these years is boring people. My goodness. I've sat through boring. I'd rather be in the hospital. Honestly, so so uh, so God knows lesson number three, Matthew, chapter 10, 26 through 33. Uh, Hey, being here is better than being in the best hospital in town. You know, uh, guys, I got to tell you, if you don't put life in perspective, you can certainly get self-centered and self-focused real easy. Hey, we could be in Florida today. On the coast looking for our property that's gone. I mean, no, that's perspective. So Matthew chapter 10, uh, verses 26 through 33. Um, so don't be afraid of them. Well, I mean, if you're going to do uh, correct hermeneutic, you got to look ahead and see who is he, what in the world is he talking about? Um, so Jesus... Jesus says, uh, verse 21, brother will betray brother to death. A father, his child, children will rebel against their parents, have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm at the end will be saved. Come on, somebody say amen to that. And when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the son of man comes. A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. And if the head of the house has been called Beelzebub because they, they were calling Jesus the devil, how much more are the members of his household? So, so then he goes in 26. Are you there? All right, verse 26. So this is our text. Do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, nothing hidden that will not be made known. How many know God knows it all? The things you don't even know. How I many know oh God knows. And so what I tell you in dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear? Proclaim from the root. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Heavy-duty stuff, I know, but hang in there. It gets better. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father without your father knowing. A bird don't fall out of the tree without your father knowing. A sparrow, for that matter, will get into it. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth way more than these sparrows, many sparrows. You can get a bucket load of sparrows. You're worth more than all of them. So whoever acknowledged me before men, I will acknowledge before him, uh, before him before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. Father, bless your word today. Bless your word today. Help us in a crisis in a world we're living in, not to be afraid. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound disciplined mind. Help us today. To only do and say what you say and do. Help us to do your will in Jesus' name. And everybody said powerful verses here, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, it's just, it's just. Jesus reports uh, to to these his people, his followers. Don't be afraid. In fact, he repeats it three times in the passage. He begins and ends with the same exhortation. Repeats it in the middle. Fear you not therefore you are more valuable than many sparrows right and I didn't go through that because I didn't want to go through that I read it and you saw it um but I wanted to underline one of it sovereign uh, uh because the father is sovereign has complete knowledge so don't fear you're more valuable than so, uh sparrows so there we go three times Jesus repeats it, fear not verse 26 verse 28 verse 31 any time scripture repeats itself once you ought to take some note, right? And scripture repeats itself. Man, that's uh, that's the way they did it. Over today, we have different ways and unique ways in our culture today in uh, communicating where we make emphasis on something. But in that day, and even long before in the Old Testament, if they repeated something, it was worth the mentioning. It was the way they put emphasis, emphasis by repetition. They put it in there often, and you'll find that in the Word of God. That technique used a lot. And so here he said, don't be afraid, verse 26. Don't be afraid, verse 28. Don't be afraid, verse 31. Uh, more forceful terms, fear not, fear not, fear not. Somebody shout, fear not, fear not. We can go home right now and be done. That's the point. Well, let's keep going. How many would like to keep going? It's not hard to trace the arguments in these verses, sir. Don't be afraid because, first of all, the truth will prevail. The truth will prevail. Man, there's a lot of lies out there. Hello. I mean, there's lies coming from every which way you turn. And the devil is the, is the part, of, he's the main source of it. I mean, no, he's the father of lies. Satan is the father of lies. And so, and so. Jesus is trying to say, don't fear. What's hidden will be revealed. What is spoken in secret will be shouted from the housetop. Every every, every evil deed will be exposed in the light of God's blazing truth. It appears today that the truth is being uh, denied, censored, hushed, brushed under the rug. It seemed like the world is winning and the church is dying. I mean, oh, God is very much alive. And God's not done; it seems to be uh unrevealed; it seems to be uh suppressed, secluded, hidden, but the truth is the truth, whether it's out or whether it's not, and how many know the Lord's going to reveal it all. well, I tell you sometimes you you don't know and you're wondering and it, and it it gets us it gets us sometimes anxious because we don't know, we're afraid you know we, we get fearful um uh the fear of the unknown. Have you, have you ever heard that statement? Fear of the unknown? Well, that's it. It's hidden, so they don't know the truth of what's gonna happen. So fear grips your hearts. And, uh, I mean, listen, if you have a pessimistic mindset in this day, if, if if you have a chicken little mindset, how many know your, your sky is already falling? I mean, you can just tuck and run, but how many know Jesus is not ready for us to tuck and run? Don't be afraid, he said. The truth will prevail. No one will be able to hide. In the end, evildoers will cry out for the rocks to hide them because of the day of the Lord. How many know there's a great and terrible judgment day of the Lord coming? In the last day, a day of reckoning. So it seems like a lot of people are getting away with stuff. But be of good cheer. Don't worry. Don't be afraid for sure. Nobody's going to be able to hide Everything's going to be revealed, and God' truth, his truth, will win out in the end. His truth is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. All they can do is kill us. That's it. don't you kill us, that's it. And if you do that to the Apostle Paul, he did, he's so optimistic, insanely optimistic. The Apostle Paul says, he said, we're going to kill you. Oh, really? He said, thank you so much. I was torn between the two, whether to go to heaven or stay here and keep preaching. You kill me, you took, you took care of it for me. What a blessing. I didn't have to make the choice. And secondly, not only will the truth prevail, but uh, we don't fear because God is greater than anything man can do to us. What can man do to you? Nothing. Nothing. And so, and so we, we, we get paranoid, we get anxious, we get scared. We do. But the worst they can do is kill us. Wow, pastor, we came to church for you to say the worst that they can do is kill us. Hey, online, if you're listening, I'm just here to encourage you people. That's the worst they can do. Why fear man whose power ends at the grave? That's the worst they can do. When they beheaded Paul, that's it. When they hung Peter upside down, that was it. When they stoned, when they stoned Stephen, that was it. And what did he have? How many know the risk was worth the reward? How many know the retirement plan is out of this world? Hallelujah. You get the same reward for sowing seed as you do for reaping the harvest. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. David, it was William Carey who spent what, seven years in India before you had one convert? Really? Who does that? People who understand that the results are up to the Lord. Nothing is a secret. How many know he's the best secretary treasurer there ever was? Judas was keeping the books, but how many know Jesus had the real records? So listen, they can't do anything but kill you. And so... Instead, fear the Lord who made your body and soul. That's what he's saying. Don't fear man, with he can take your body. He said, fear God, who can take your body and your soul. It's one thing to lose your body. How many know it's another thing to lose your soul? In fact, Jesus said it this way, what profit is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? And now you lost everything, body and soul. All right, we're moving along. (laughs) Y'all are too excited here. Number three. Don't fear because God takes special care of us. Man, doesn't he? Man, I'm, I'm blown away by the care God gives of us. He says, And he says about the sparrow. A little sparrow. Invaluable. A penny. A copper coin. A sparrow. Why? Says the Lord. You know the old song, I feel like singing it. Why should I feel discouraged? You know it? Why should the shadows come? No. Why should my heart be lonely when all of heaven's my home? You don't know it? Jesus is my portion. A constant friend is he. Pastor, this is good. You're doing good. His eye is on the. And I know he watches me. His. And I know. He watches. You give yourselves a big hand. That was awesome. That was awesome. I hope they didn't record that. He sees it. What does he see? The text says he sees the sparrow fall. He sees the sparrow fall. Guys, listen. Sparrows fall. Let me just put it this way. Life happens. Life happens. People die. Two years ago, my mother-in-law died, and Jerry's still recovering. Melissa's still recovering. We're all still re- the whole church is still recovering. Amen. She was such a blast. She was such a a blast of life, Rosie. And people have comm- commended uh, us for the way we handled that. You know, you know, you know. Pastors have struggles too. Come on now. Pastors bleed too. We have losses. And when Rosie died, it was uh but Rosie died, I buried her. Next week I get up to preach. I still gotta get up and preach. Right? I still have to minister. That's the call of God on a minister's life. And I don't care how hurt, how how hard you get up and you minister. Because you gotta know that things happen. And and bad things happen to good people. The things happen. And what, what I got out of the text today, I just want to talk to you. Can I just talk to you? God cares about the little things, seemingly insignificant things, things you don't even think about, the sparrow. You know what I'd like to do to the sparrow this morning? I'd like to wring its little neck because he keeps putting a hole in the church and keeps building a nest in that thing, and I keep having to cover it up, and then he comes back and he pecks it again. And he... I know it's a sparrow. I know it's a sparrow. And I'm glad God's looking out after him, because if I was, he'd have a pellet in his head. His eyes on the sparrow. He numbers, he says his eyes on the sparrow, and he numbers the hairs on our head. Now, I know every time I say that, you you think about me and Brian. Uh, But but, I looked it up, and and the average person has a 100,000 hairs on their head. I know you don't look that up, but when I study, I have to study, and I have to figure it out. My family has a, in my whole family. Chrissy has 100,000. Uh she's a, a brunette. So 100,000 for brunettes, 80,000 for blondes. sorry, blondes. 80,000 hairs. That's just that's just the stats, okay? Don't give it to I'm just a messenger. But I added up Taylor Chrissy. I added up the grandkids. I added up uh, Caleb and Tori and uh added up Melissa. And we have uh, 800,000 hairs in, in 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 my family's hair, hair head uh 8 800,000 1 if you count me. I didn't count me. But but man, that's a lot of hair. And and um and the average person loses about 10,000 uh no, I don't know if it's 10,000 in my studies, but every day they lose a uh, a certain amount of hair. 10,000 hairs. That's a lot of counting. That's a lot of counting. A lot of sparrows are falling to the ground. A lot of hairs are falling to the ground and And it seems insignificant. It doesn't seem like much, but the, but the writer is saying Jesus' words. Jesus is saying, if that's important, if my mind is on the sparrow, how much more am I thinking about? What? What? I mean, we can stop making altar right now. That's pretty incredibly special. Why be afraid of anything? We're worth more than the sparrows. Many, he adds many, not just one sparrow. How much more valuable are you than many sparrows? Like a a shipload, a boatload of sparrows. You're worth more than way many sparrows. It's what it says. I'm just reading and preaching. So why are we afraid of anything? That's a good question. The answer is simple. Uh, Wolves are everywhere. Wolves are everywhere. And sheep often don't know that they're there. Sheep are innocent. Sheep don't often know. They're not always aware of their surroundings. Almost like children, you know, the vulnerability of children. You know, we'd go to the mall and we'd keep our, where's where's the babies? Where's the babies? You know, when Tommy comes to the house and we have stairs, we have stairs down to the basement. And so we're always like, oh, where's Tommy? Where's Tommy? And he's walking now, by the way, he just turned one. So if I was anxious before, now I'm on steroids. You know what I mean? Because he's everywhere. I mean, before you can blink your eye, there he goes. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot of there's a lot of wolves out there. And sheep don't know nothing about them. There's a lot of holes out there. And sheep just go head first in the hole. Shepherds have to pull them out of their, by their back legs. What are you doing there? And the sheep says, it's a bad day. So so this is why they 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 live they live in the midst of wolves all day long. We live in dangerous times. Basically, we live in dangerous times, do we not? I mean, have you watched the news lately? What are you afraid of? You're afraid of China? Really? Are you what are you afraid of? Uh uh ISIS? Terrorism? Well, I can give you a list a mile long now. The doomsday clock, the market crash strikes one minute to midnight. Central bank could be closed. I mean, this thing could end real quickly. Uh, ISIS is training young children to kill. Or World War Three coming soon. Headlines. What happens when the U.S. dollar collapses? Hey, folks, that's not far away. You can't just keep printing money. COVID comes up. Boom, COVID. Worldwide. How does that happen? It happens because Jesus already prophesied. In the last days, perilous times are coming. Watch for the signs, he says. Increase in knowledge. Catastrophic things. Natural disasters. On the weekend, when a hurricane comes in and goes out, comes in again. And one on the Gulf coming in from from Africa, coming this way. What are you safe from? You're safe in the arms of Jesus. Don't fear, he said. Hey, don't fear. Don't fear a hurricanes. Don't fear crisis don't fear isis don't fear don't fear nothing don't fear nothing be at peace it is well so it's big it's it's a big deal where can we go for safety then pastor there's so much trouble on every side well verses 29 through 30 uh one offer three reasons number 1 god cares about what we never even notice Two, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Not one of them fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. It didn't fall. God didn't know about it. Now, I'm not Calvinistic. I don't believe in unconditional eternal security. But I do believe my God has me. I said, I believe God has my back. He knows what's in front of me, what's behind me like last week. He knows he's my rear guard. He's my side. He's got me hemmed in. He knows what's going on now and in the future. He knows what I've been through. He knows where I am, and he knows where I'm going, and how many know he's going to help me get there, right? And so check your Bible. You discover sparrows were among the humblest birds. They were so cheap, sparrows. So if you didn't have money to offer up a lamb or a goat, Or some sort like that, you can offer up a sparrow. Don't you know how good God is? He even allows the poverty stricken people to be able to make a sacrifice. Isn't God good? It's not about how much money you make. It's, it's your, it it is in, it's in, it's, it's in uh, proportion to what you, what you have. Can't give what you don't have. So the Lord made a way. Isn't he good? It's cheap. A a buck could buy you a whole bag of sparrows, feed your whole family, a casserole for a dime. Now, let me ask, how many ever ate blackbird? One, two. Jerry, raise your hand. You know you you ate a blackbird. Maybe he can't hear me right now, but he ate blackbird. Ain't much a Cajun don't eat. Cajuns eat anything, don't eat them first. Blackbird. You're so much more than that. Sees the spirit when it falls, and uh, it will not. It will not hit the ground before he doesn't already know about it. I don't know if that does anything for you, but I got to tell you: before I hit the ground, he's already got me. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about providential care. I mean, if you go away from his protection, out from underneath his his hand of mercy and grace, you're on your own. Are y'all catching that? Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Don't be trying to do to say, well, God, if you're God, then catch me. Oh, that's one splat you don't want to find out about. So, so it's not as if the birds uh, fall at random. He knows. Uh, it means God cares about things we don't even notice. Trouble will come sooner or later. the The fact is, that sparrows do fall. And I and I, and if you're in a and if you're in a place today where you're burdened. You're broken, you're grieving, you're hurting, understand that that happens don't get don't get off track, don't lose focus, don't be filled with fear. You only have two choices: be filled with faith or be filled with fear, right? So how many know we're going to hold on to faith. Faith will take you where you need to go, and the Lord will help us. All things work together for the good to those that love the Lord. Amen. Truth is though, he makes it rain on the just and the unjust. Whatever happens to the people in the world happens to us. If you're a Christian over in in Florida today, your house got demolished if you're a Christian or a non-Christian. Is that the truth? It's like the lady who was in the mobile home park, and her her mobile home was the only one out of the whole mobile home park when the tornado hit that didn't get demolished. So the neighbors came over, said, ma'am, excuse us. We'd like to ask you a question. Did you notice the whole neighborhood is demolished? Your trailer is the only one not Yes, Sonny. She said, I can explain that. They said, we'd like to hear it. (laughs) She said, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. To which they replied, ma'am, we we mean thee, no disrespect, but we're born again too. Oh, she said, I understand, Sonny. Maybe it's because I pray. And she replied, or they replied to her, well, ma'am, we don't mean to disrespect you, but we pray too, lady. And she said, well, maybe it's because God's waiting on his regular customers first. (laughs) It rains on the just and the unjust. You're not getting ripped off. I mean, Christians lose their jobs too. Christians lose family members. They get cancer. They die. We all do. It's the same for us as it is for anybody else. But we know the Lord. Don't let your heart be troubled. Jesus said. Don't don't get fearful. You believe in God, believe also in me. John 14. Isn't that a wonderful verse? We ought to preach it for more than just funerals. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Woo! That's exciting right there. That's exciting stuff, and so in this world, you will have troubles, he said, but be of good cheer; he cares about what you don't even notice Wow, everything has to be somewhere sometimes, so um it's it's true let's let's keep going. He cares about the tiniest details. Every hair on your head. Fascinating trivia, but it's not something I often think about. I never think about my hair, in fact. For there's nothing to think about. But it's kind of a blessing. I don't have to care for it. I don't know, the last time I said it's time for a haircut, unless I was joking. I never pick out a strand and say, um, I wonder if this is number 437 out of 100,000. Um, think about that for a moment. God knows the number of hairs. He, he he is ama- amazing. He knows all things. It's not general knowledge. It's specific knowledge. He knows us through and through. He knows us in a minute detail. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. God knows you in the tiniest details. I'm going to keep going. But if he cares for the little bitty things like that, he cares for things much more. If God knows every strand of your hair, he knows every individual as well. And it's not just general knowledge. It's amazingly specific. God knows your address. He knows your thumbprint. He knows your DNA. He knows where you are at night. He knows you're, where you are in the morning. He knows where you are when you're alone. He knows when you're when you're around people. He not only knows what you say; he knows what you think. What? What? Scary business, isn't it? Like I said last week. So God's seen in the little small things. I, I love it. Uh, Charles Spurgeon illustrates God's uh, minute care. For when he looks at joseph's life in genesis 37 through 50 we don't have time but he points out there was a chain of circumstances that had to happen in a particular way for the story to take place as it did spurgeon offers a long series of questions why did jacob want to send joseph why were joseph's brothers on this particular day in a different location why did the ishmaelites come along at that moment when he was in the well uh why were they in the mood to purchase a slave anyway why were they going to Egypt and not some other destination? Why did Potiphar's wife uh, uh do that? Why did Potiphar choose to hire Joseph in the first place? Why did his wife have this, her eye on Joseph? Why were the baker and the cup baker uh, the cupbearer in the prison when Joseph was there? Why couldn't Pharaoh remember his dream? Why did the cupbearer first forget Joseph and later remember him? There's a lot of things going on there that I never even thought about. Spurgeon points out that every single one of these seemingly unconnected events had to happen in a particular way at a particular time for Joseph to be in the right place at the right time to preserve his family in Egypt during the great famine. Have you ever thought that? And Spurgeon goes on to say, God is to be seen in the little things, and he uses a beautiful phrase to describe all the random details. They are the minutia of providence. The minutiae of providence, things that you don't think nothing about, things you don't even care about, you don't even think about. And many times we go through life and we're looking at just this one little one little segment of our life and we're trying to judge the whole life based upon this one minute of time when you had a whole history here and a whole future coming. You can't judge the whole book. Is anybody catching anything about any of this? I, uh, I don't know about you. Uh, But I I have, uh, I don't think I have ADD. If I did, they didn't diagnose me. I didn't have to take Ritalin. Maybe I should have. But I'm always in a, you know, I'm always in motion. Just put it that way. And when I go to the grocery store for Melissa or whoever, I want to find the nearest spot. I'm not lazy. I'm just very productive. Very purposeful. I just want the closest spot that I can. And so many times, how many of have been to Walmart and there's never a place? You have to park at Kohl's to go to the Walmart on Independence. No, I'm not kidding you. This is the truth. I was just there last week. Any time of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of the day. It's always the case. And I'm not old enough yet to ride the little buggy. So I have to walk. So this is what I do sometimes. I just drive around till I find the will of God. And inevitably, sometimes God will be merciful, and I'll find a spot close by. God is so large. I mean, oh, God is so big. And yet he cares about the tiniest little thing. It boggles my mind uh, the, the the way he is. Wow. Wow. So God cares. and he, And finally, he cares for us always, and especially when we're in trouble when trouble comes our way. Don't you know? I mean, he cares about you all night. The Bible says that God neither slumbers nor sleeps. So why should both of y'all stay awake all night? If God's going to be up all night, Jenny, why should I I stay up all night and worry if God's going to stay up all night? Because God neither slumbers nor sleeps. So just rest. Let it be well with your soul. Didn't Jesus say, all ye who are heavy laden, burdened, come to me and find what? Not worry, not fear. Rest, peace. I feel like I needed to say this today, because knowing God, you you get you know what God knows, and that He knows far more than we can even give and imagine that He knows. And yet we worry, and we toss and we turn. And um, but even in the hard, hardest tragedies doesn't remove the pain, but it makes a way for us to keep believing while our hearts are breaking. Maybe you're today here and your heart is breaking. May God give us the same faith so no matter what happens, we still say, it is well. Chrissy, if you and the worship team want to come back, it's 15 after and I'm going to let you go early because I'm just that good. But as good as I am, I'm never going to be good to you as God is. God is I've only had the privilege of serving the lord uh, uh forty years forty years, and it's just been I told you last week it's just been a wonderful journey. How many find your journey to, with the Lord to be a wonderful experience? Haven't God been good to you You've been good to me. Would you stand all over this building?